Welcome to Westport Road Baptist Church. We're delighted that you've joined us for today's message. Westport Road Baptist Church is located at the corner of Hurstbourne Lane and Westport Road in Louisville, Kentucky. If you have a Bible, please have it handy and prepare your hearts and minds as we enter God's Word. If you've been changed with the blood of Christ, say amen. amen. Do you want others to know the love of Christ so they can change, so they can be transformed to the likeness of Christ? Okay. We're glad that you're here today. If you would get your Bibles and turn to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6. We'll look at Colossians chapter 1 just here in a second. Our pastor's been in a series of uh, sermons about impacting Louisville. To be not only a believer in Jesus Christ, but be a disciple of Christ. Remember the first sermon he gave us uh, was <clears throat> about how to go and be faithful. When we go in faith, God does a great work. When we as believers and followers of Jesus Christ, a disciple of Christ, the one not only learns about Christ, but the one who wants to implement what we know and put it into practice, then we'll see some miracles, some movements, some mighty acts of God in us and through us if we just go and be faithful. Then he shared with us, are you a believer or a disciple? A lot of people in the churches today are believers in Christ. They know Christ. They said they have accepted Christ. Their name is on the roll of a church membership. But that's as far as they have let their Christian walk go. But a true disciple of Christ is the one that takes the next step of not only knowing Jesus Christ and be changed to the power of Christ, but become a disciple of Christ and want others to know about him. A believer is about self and living of the world. But a true disciple is about God and his ways. Desire to live like Jesus and then we pass it on. And then last week, he shared with us about making an impact in Louisville and the world that you live in. Wherever you go, that is your world. If you go to campus, if you go to school, if you go to the ball fields, you go to the restaurants, if you go take a walk in your neighborhood, that is your world. And if we are going to live in Louisville, if we're going to live in the world that God has placed us in, then we need to do what God entrusts us to do. And that is to care for those who are broken. Those who are hurting and meet the needs of people who do not know Christ, that they might taste and love the grace of Almighty God. He shared with us last week that we are to love and care like Jesus. That is the difference between a believer in Christ and a disciple in Christ. A believer in Christ is absorbed about just knowing more and just, I've got fire insurance. I'm going to miss hell. I'm going to heaven. I'm part of the body of Christ. But a true disciple walks over here and says, man, God has changed me. God has transformed my life. God is exciting to me. And I want others to taste and know what I have tasted and in the love of Christ. And because we have been changed, we want others to be changed in the likeness of Christ. Making an impact as a disciple with the gospel of Christ is to care and to love others more than self. To impact Louisville in, the, in your world, we need to let others know about Christ. It is a living the, a way of life every day in Christ. Our words, our emotions, our actions, our deeds, we let the light shine of Christ in our lives. We are to be an encourager. We are su supposed to be a support mechanism for those who are hurting and broken. We are to help. We are to love as Christ 
with love. Are you a believer or a disciple? Are you a believer and a follower of an idea or a religion? How many of you all follow blogs and tweets and Instagram and stuff like that? Anybody? I have met some folks that said, man, I've got 1,000 or 300 people that's following my Instagram or my tweets or my blog. See, we follow a lot of things in life. We believe in a lot of politics. We believe uh, NBA stars are a celebrity. And we follow everything about that person or thing. And it's an idea. It's a religion. We follow something in the world. But a true disciple of Christ is a relationship, an intimate relationship with the one who died on the cross, who's given you life and abundant life, who is the Savior, the Redeemer of the world. I have been changed. Therefore, we want others to be changed in Christ. A disciple is a learner of Christ. But it's much more than just learning the word of God. It is more than just being a student of the word. A disciple loves and cares and speaks boldly of the gospel of truth, but with grace and love. He stands up for Christ when the rest of the people around them is not standing up for Christ. A true disciple lives and loves like Christ by the spirit of God that he gives us as his children. Today, I want to share about being a disciple, about a part of being a disciple of Christ. To make an impact in Louisville and in your world, we need to be obedient to Christ, to uh, exemplify, to display God's character and God's ways through our lives. Francis Chan shares an illustration about um, how not to be a disciple, how not to be a disciple. He says he will tell his daughter, Rachel, Rachel, go clean up your room. And she'll walk off and about an hour and a half later, she'll come and say, Dad, I have um, memorized what you've told me. I have memorized, Rachel, won't you go clean up your room? And dad, I just want you to know that I've got six or seven other teenagers coming to the house here in a little bit. And we're going to study how to clean up my room. And then we're going to pray and see if that's God's will in my life. Now, Francis Chan shares with us something that it's more than just learning It's more than just memorizing. It's more than just quoting scripture. It is to put it in our daily life and let it flow out. So people can see that we're very serious about this word of Christ. If you study a person who loves fishing, they will read books. They will watch videos about fishing. uh, They will uh, get all the right resources about fishing. Uh, They will get the pole. They will get the bait. They will get the life jacket. They will study about which type of bait will go with what fish they want to catch. And then they buy one of those big fancy fishing boats. But you know something? This fisherman had all the resources. He did all the studying he could about being a fisherman. But he never caught not one fish. He's never caught a fish. You know why? Because he's never got into the boat. He's never left the dock. 
See, we're like that fisherman. We'll gather all the resources in our life. We'll study and we'll study and we'll study and we'll learn and we'll learn. But outside these walls, we get back into the daily grime and the daily uh, uh, routine of the world. And we never let Jesus Christ flow out of our lives. We're just like the fishermen. We have all the resources, but we never left the dock as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Are you one of those? Am I one of those? Are you a believer? Are you a true disciple in Christ? So today I want us to take a little twist about impacting uh, Louisville and our world and become a disciple and what that means of obedience. We're going to look at the word obedience. I've got a little video clip about obedience. You see, dude, it's easy. I just throw this stick out yonder. You pick it up and fetch it back. Okay. Well, we'll do it again. <laughs> Go on, boy. Get it. Fetch it to me. Fetch it. Fetch it. <laughs> All right, I'll show you. Just once more now. You watch. <laughs> Catch on, Duke. Catch on, boy. Once more. That's it, Duke. Get it. Come on. Get it. Shucks. <laughs> you know something, Uncle Jeff? That there is a real dumb dog. Well, I don't think he's so dumb, Jeff. Really, he just learned you how to fetch sticks for him. <laughs> you know, Beverly Hillbillies was a great show. Some of y'all probably have never seen uh, a lot of the shows, Beverly Hillbillies. But here Jethro was trying to teach that dog how to fetch. And that dog did what? What did the dog do? Didn't do anything. God is trying to teach us to be a disciple of Christ. He wants us to not only learn, but to put into action. And many of us are just like that dog. God is saying, will you go do this for me? Will you go love that person? Will you go share your life and your faith story with this person who's broken? Will you help this homeless? Will you come over here and serve and love the way Christ has served and loved? And we're just sitting there just like that old hound. And a lot of times, we're just like what Jeb was telling Jethro. We're letting the world teach us how to fetch instead of letting God teach us how to be a true disciple of Christ. I want us to understand this today. And so Deuteronomy uh, chapter 6, help us to understand about uh, uh, trust, loving, and following Christ. On your outline, your bulletin. Uh, The first uh, uh, bullet point is trusting Christ. If we're going to be true, obedient of Christ, you have to trust Christ. You have to trust Christ into your life to become not only a believer in Christ, but want to be a disciple of Christ. You want to be a a one who walks with Christ day by day. You want to exemplify and... uh, uh, role model what a true disciple. You have to trust God. You have to be changed by the power of Almighty God. And then secondly, you have to love Christ. Not only do you trust Christ, you have to love Christ. And then you follow Christ. You're following Christ. And then obeying Christ. Now look at those four. Trusting, loving, obeying, or following, obeying. It is hard to obey Christ if you don't follow Christ. It is hard to obey Christ and follow Christ if you don't love Christ. 
It is hard to obey Christ and follow Christ and to love Christ if you don't trust Christ. You have to trust Christ with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, everything within you. And trusting Christ leads you to loving Christ. And when you're loving Christ, when you're passionate about your relationship with Christ, then you'll become a true devoted follower of Christ in following him to the ends of the world. And then as you're following Christ, you're learning about this discipleship of obeying Christ. And so here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, he talks about, uh, Moses was talking about in chapters 1 through 5, there was a generation that was coming up, the younger generation, and he was trying to teach them about uh, being a loving God with all their heart and mind and soul. The generation before them, the leadership was changing, uh, they were dying off, and here comes a new generation. And 38 years earlier, Moses came off Mount Sinai with the Ten Commandments. Look at verse 1 of chapter 6. These are the commands and decrees and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you. Here, he's telling them, hey, God is telling me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing Jordan. Look at verse 2. So that your children and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all the his decrees and commands that I give you. So that you may enjoy a long life. If you want to enjoy your Christian walk, the God's word says obey. Obey. And here he's talking about not fearing God in a way that you're scared, but fearing God that you're going to miss out on a blessing of God. Fearing God that you're going to miss out a miracle and a movement of God in your life. That you don't want to miss out on what God is up to around you. That's the fear that he's talking about here. Then verse 3. Hear, O Israel, and be careful... To obey so that it may go well with you, that you may increase greatly in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God, your fathers promised you. Verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. There's only one God. Verse 5 is the key verse. Love the Lord your God with all your what? And with all your... And with all your... That's a disciple of Jesus Christ. He says, these commands that I give you today are to be upon your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. In other words, every day of your life, 24-7, God is on your mind. Your walk with Christ is on your mind. Not the worldly ways. Not to impress people, not to have your own personal agenda to be done, not to get your ways. But what does God want in and through your life today? And so we see here that God is trying to share with us that love and obey goes hand in hand. He says in verse 10, when the Lord your God brings you to the land, he swore to your fathers to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. He goes on, he talks about the cities did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you do not provide. God is providing for you. Verse 13, fear the Lord your God, serve him only, and take your oaths in his name. Do not follow other gods, the gods of the peoples around you. For the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God. He is anger and burn against you. He will destroy you from the face of the land. Do not test the Lord your God as you did at Massa. Verse 17. Be sure to keep his commands of the Lord your God and the stipulation, the decrees he given you. Verse 18. Do what is right and good 
in the Lord's sight. So that it may go well with you and you may go in and take over the good land that God has promised you. Look at chapter 10. Chapter 10 verses 12 and 13. There again, he says, now, O Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you but to fear the Lord your God to walk in all his ways, to love him and to serve your Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul. A true disciple of Christ. This is what it is required to not only be a believer in Christ, but go to the next step, the next uh, movement in your Christian walk to be a disciple of Christ is to Fear the Lord your God to walk in all his ways, to love him and to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul. And to observe the Lord's commands and decrees that I am giving you today, your own land. God wants us to be obedient to him. He wants us to understand that obedience will cost us something. It will cost us time. It will cost us hard work. It will cost us energy. It will cost us some temporary pleasures in this life so we can be a true disciple of Him. In Deuteronomy uh, chapter 9, and chapter uh, uh, 22 and other places, obey in Scripture is 206 times the word obey. Obedient and obedience is 40 plus other times. Love God is 166 times in the word of God. Love God in some form or fashion is over 700 times in scripture. Don't you think that love and obedience, God's trying to tell us something here of what a true disciple of Jesus Christ is all about. Matthew 22 tells us, that we ought to love God with all our heart and mind and soul. Mark 12 and Luke 10 tells us this. Look at 1 John chapter 2 real quick. 1 John chapter 2. First John chapter 2. In chapter 1, he talks about walking in the light for in Christ. We're walking in the light for not walking in the light. We do not have fellowship with Christ. We're actually walking in darkness. In chapter 2, he comes uh, in verse 1. I write this to you that you will not sin. But if anybody does not sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense. Jesus Christ, the righteous one. And then he comes to verse 3. If we know that we have come to know him... We obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar. And the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him because love and obey is in our life. First John is telling us something great. I want to give you a good illustration. Here I have an Oreo cookie. How many likes Oreo cookies? Yeah. Do you drink milk with it? Yeah. What do you do with an Oreo? A lot of us do what? You dip it. Some of us really just let it soak up. Let that milk get in that Oreo where it's just soggy, don't we? Amen. Good eating, isn't it? Well, this also represents a lot of us as disciples of Christ. 
We're soaking up God's word. We're trying to be that disciple. We're trying to live for Christ to the best of our ability. We want to soak up all of God's blessing. And then there are some of us don't want it so-so. We just kind of dip it. We just want just a little bit of milk. We don't want all of Jesus. We don't want to walk every day of our life. We just want to dabble and dip in our Christian walk with him. God, I'll be your disciple on Sunday and Wednesdays, but that's it. Monday through uh, Monday and Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are my days, God. God, I, I will love on my terms. God, I will pray when I want to. God, I will serve your church when I want to. We just kind of dabble a little bit as a disciple, believer in Christ. But then some of us, what some of us do, we tear it apart, don't we? Why do we tear it apart, church? To get the icing. <clears throat> and how do you get the icing off? the tongue or your teeth. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. This is a good illustration. If we're going to true, be a true disciple, love and obedience have to go hand in hand. Love and obedience have to go hand in hand. But when we take love away from obedience, <clears throat> then we cannot be a true disciple the way Christ wants us to be. When we take obedience away from love, then we cannot be a true disciple the way Christ wants us to be. Love and obedience go hand in hand. Love and obedience is like an Oreo cookie. It's good. It's tasty. It's wonderful. So if you want to be a true disciple of Christ, if you want to be a true uh, one that impacts Louisville and your world, then we have to really allow love and obedience go hand in hand. Obedience is an expression of our love for God. Obedience is love in action. One has said this. Obedience means to relinquish what I want and my desires for what God wants and what God desires for me. Obedience is a lifelong journey of obeying Christ that transforms my values, my behavior, and my character. I do the right things. I live the godly way. It transforms. It changes me who I am from the inside out. It transforms us. Look at Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. We're going to see here in Colossians chapter 1 that the Apostle Paul was hearing a report, <clears throat> thank you, was given a report about what was going on to the church of Colossae. And in this report, he heard a lot of good things that was going on in the church body. He was hearing a lot of good things about how they were loving God and being obedient to God. <clears throat> but he also heard, thank you. That is a true disciple of Christ right here, man. (laughs) Serving others, loving God. Even my daughter served her dad. Let's quickly uh, wind down. Uh, In Colossians chapter 1, let's look at verse 3 here. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you because we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. 
He heard that there was some false teaching that was coming into the church. He wanted them to stay true to, him, to, to God and be obedient and love God with all the heart, mind, and soul. And so he says, because we have heard of your faith, we have heard of your commitment, we have heard of your faithfulness to God. Uh, Jackson, come on up real quick. <clears throat> he wants, he's going to help me to share an illustration. Stand over here, Jackson. <clears throat> if Jackson is Jesus... We know he can't be. <laughs> but if Jackson is Jesus, and I want Jesus to be the center of my life. I want him to sit on the throne of my life. I want him to help me to make the right decisions and do the right things to be godly and, and to love and to be obedient, to share and, and to engage and to share the gospel boldly. Jesus has got to be on the throne of my life. Jackson, sit down. He's on the throne. Jesus is on the throne of my life. I've accepted Christ, I've trusted Christ, I'm loving Christ, I'm following Christ, I'm obedient to Christ. But here's what happens, church, with you and I. Sometimes in life, we get distracted. And things come our way, and we read things, we look at politics, we look at uh, basketball or, or movies, whatever, and we desire something in life. It's good, but it's not the best. And here's what happens. Scoot over, Jesus. And we kind of want to sit on the throne with Jesus. Jesus, I'll ask you to help me on my terms when I need you. So you just stay right there. I'm going to try this myself. And what happens is we make a big mistake. Now, if we let Jesus stay on the throne, here's what happens. We want to be on the throne. As a disciple of Christ, Jesus is carrying us. Jesus is leading us. Jesus is going before us and moving out the distraction, moving out the sin, so we can follow him totally and be committed to him. Everybody give Jackson a hand. <clears throat> so very quickly on your outline, the first bullet point of marks of an obedience life is faith totally committed to Christ. Faith totally committed to Christ. Let's look on. <clears throat> and the love you have all for the saints. <clears throat> he says you love not only the church, but you're loving the people around uh, the city of Colossae. You want other people. So the mark of obedience of Christ is faithfully, totally committed to Christ, loving people. Let's look on. Verse 5. <clears throat> the faith and love that springs from the hope that is stored up in you. What is stored up in you? The Christ-likeness. As your Savior and Lord <clears throat> in heaven. And you have already heard about in the word of truth. The gospel that has come to you all over the world. This gospel is bearing fruit and what? Growing. Just as it's been doing among you since the day you heard it. How are you going to be uh, loving people and be obedient and be a disciple of Christ? <clears throat> you have to share the gospel of Christ. You have to be the disciple. You have to go and share boldly your faith story. You have to share what Christ means to you. You have to invite other people. You have to engage in relationships. You have to be a part of your community. You have to be on the ball fields and the restaurants and sharing Christ with people. You have to be sensitive uh, in your heart, watchful eyes, listening ears to what God is doing around you so you won't miss that blessing of obedience. If we're going to reach Louisville for Jesus Christ, every one of us has to be more of a disciple in our community, not just in this building. 
And too many of us are great disciples when we're here together. But when we leave these walls, we leave Jesus here. But a mark of a true disciple is faith totally committed to Christ, loving people, bearing the gospel fruit. How do you bear the gospel fruit? John 15 tells us not to bear little fruit, not to bear some fruit, to bear what? Much fruit, a lot of fruit. And it is to be walking with Christ, letting the light shine and displaying God's character and God's holiness in your life. And then look at uh, the next one is growing in grace and knowledge. Let's read on. That has come to you all over the world that the gospel is bearing fruit and growing just as it's been doing among you since the day that you heard. You heard the gospel. You became a Christian. You became a follower, disciple of Christ. Now you go share the gospel so others may be a disciple of Christ. And you understood God's grace in all its truth. Verse 7. You learned it from Ephesus, our fellow servant, who is faithful minister of Christ on our behalf, who also told us of your love in the spirit. Again, he's given testimony of what the church of Colossae is about. Excuse me. Look at verse 9. For this reason, since the day we've heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his Will through our spiritual wisdom and understanding. The next of a mark of a a disciple is growing in grace and knowledge. Not just growing head knowledge, but growing heart, growing character, growing integrity, growing like Christ every day of our lives. We grow in grace. We're grace givers. We're lovers of Jesus. And then also in verse uh, 9 and 10, and we pray this in... Uh, order that you may live a worthy of the Lord and may please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in, in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience and joyfully giving thanks to the Father. Wow. <clears throat> the last one is living a worth life of Christ. The question is, church, as we wind down, Do the people around you outside these walls see a life that's worthy of Christ? At school, college, workplaces, neighborhoods, do they see you worthy living of godly character? Doing the right things, saying the right things, uh, being, being like Christ. He says in Colossians chapter 1, church of Colossae, here's the marks of obedience. Faithfully, totally committed to Christ. Loving and caring for people. Bearing gospel fruit. Growing in grace and knowledge. Living a worthy life of Christ. When you love and obey and you put these two together, not only is your personal growth is going to continue, but you're going to grow so others may know Christ. That's what he's saying here. You grow and become obedient in your walk with Christ so others may know Christ. And then as they grow, others may know Christ through their life. And as they grow, others may know Christ through their life. That's what a disciple is about. A person in Christ expressing love for Christ and changing the world around them. The cost of obedience is nothing compared with the cost of disobedience. The last thing on the screen. We need to love and obey next. The cost of obedience 
is nothing compared with the cost of disobedience. If you are disobedient to the Lord, it's going to cost you a whole lot more than if you're obedient to the Lord. So let's just be a disciple. There's a preacher one time gave a great illustration. When you step into the shower, how do you get wet? That means, how do you get wet? You don't have somebody come throw a bucket of water on you like we did in the olden days. You turn the little knob and what happens when it comes out? You get wet. The water comes out. Think of this, church, of being a disciple, more than just a believer in Christ, a disciple. When you want obedience, when you're obedient, obedience leads to blessing. Hear this. Obedience leads to blessing. And when you are wanting the blessings of God, when you want to really walk with God, be that disciple that God has called us to be, go out there in the world, wherever we may be, and to love and to care for the brokenhearted and for those who need encouragement, those who are hurting, to serve Him, to love Him, to live godly in front of the unchurched and the lost people so they may see the light of Christ in us. If we want to do that, we have to open the spout of heaven upon us. And we sit there and we're soaking up God's blessing and we're living for him. We are trying to live the godly life. But here's what happens when you and I sometimes get out of the church setting, we step out of the bucket of God's blessing and we start being disobedient. We got to stay in the bucket of the blessing of the glory of almighty God. To be a true disciple of Christ. I pray this week. That you can do some of these to be a disciple. Here's some ways, applications. You can be a disciple. Study God's word. If you've never read 1 John. Read it this week. That's one way you become more of a disciple of Christ. Uh, Pray every day for a lost person. By name. That's a way to be a disciple. Attend a Sunday school class. Bring the larger group into small groups for nurturing and caring and studying God's word and being in a small group that will make you accountable to live out your faith. Share your faith story this week who's down and out. Share God's love with somebody that's broken hearted and it's hurting. Invest, engage in someone to share the hope of Christ. Let Christ be their anchor for life. Come next week to really not just go through the routine of worship, but truly celebrate the awesomeness and the greatness of Almighty God for the things He has done. And one way is come this Wednesday night here in the sanctuary at 6.30. Lori Valentine from the Kentucky Baptist Foundation will be here and share with us what the Kentucky Baptist Foundation can offer you individually and us as a church. It will share with us that we can leave a legacy. We can give the next generation the gospel of Christ by putting some of our uh, inheritance, our funds, our investments into the foundation or in, in, in our will to the church or to a ministry. So after we are gone or even alive, people are hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So you come Wednesday night at 630. The cost of obedience It's nothing compared with the cost of disobedience. Are you just a believer or a disciple of Jesus Christ? Will you impact Louisville this week?
in some way will you impact someone's life. Let's pray. Our gracious heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this time. God, we thank you for what Deuteronomy and 1 John and all these passages share with us about truly walking with you. And God, there might be one here today that needs to know you as their personal Lord and Savior. They've never tasted your grace. They've never experienced your love and the mercy and forgiveness of sin. God, may they come today. And God, may you uh, just let the Holy Spirit touch and move today. Maybe there's some here that needs to come to the altar and just say, God, I haven't been obedient as I should. I have not been a true disciple. I've been more of a believer than just a disciple of Christ. God, use me to impact the people around me. And God, may there might be some here that might need to just join the church, be a part of this body of Christ to help us to reach this community and around the world for Christ. God, we give this part to you. May we respond to how the leading of the Holy Spirit is leading us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's lesson and that it spoke to you. If you have prayer needs or want more information about us, we invite you to stop by our website, mywrbc.org, and click on Contact. Please use the word podcast in the subject line. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Keyword, MyWRBC. At Westport Road Baptist Church, we love God and love people. Please join us for Sunday morning service at either 9.30 a.m. or 11 a.m. We also have Sunday school for all ages during both service times. Thanks again for listening and join us next week for another message from God's Word.